Welcome to What's the Word podcast with myself, Nick Henderson, a resource that helps push you further in your faith by discussing what God's Word has to say about various topics that tend to trip up believers and keep us from advancing into the place God has for us. I'm so grateful you're tuning in today. And before we get into the content, I want to ask if this episode provides you any value that you would leave a review and also share this show on your social media. Those two things help a ton. With that aside, let's jump in to today's episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another week of the podcast. I got my boy, Nick Lackey, back let's in the go. studio. Nick, back again. Nick, how you feeling? I'm feeling ready, man. I'm excited to talk about this. It's huge. Man, here we go. And speaking of things we were talking about today, we are talking about, as is referenced in the title, mm-hmm. how to win the war against lust, how to win the battle against lust, how to... You know, we all are kind of stricken in that regard when it comes to sexual morality and to desires to do the things that we shouldn't do. And yep. we felt like this was going to be an important topic. And if you haven't heard Nick's story on this, you know, I, th- I can't remember exactly the number, but you'll see Q&A with Nick, Nick Lackey in the title. Yeah. And he really opened up and shared just an incredible story um, of really the consequences of what it looks like to be enslaved in lust. And yeah. then also some incredible uh, and helpful tips to get out of kind of that pit that it can put us into. And so if you haven't heard that, go ahead, you know, honestly, I would say, say like, go ahead and pop out of this episode and go check out the Q&A with Nick Lackey um, and his full story. And that'll give you a lot of context for this, but yeah. he is kind of our resident expert when it comes to lust and just wanted to get his thoughts on all that. So Nick, what are your thoughts of the, the subject matter for today? What do you got? What are you thinking? Uh, first of all, uh, just to jump right out there, uh, lust absolutely sucks. Uh, it can be uh, in the form of so many different things. Like it doesn't just have to be a sexual thing. Uh, it can be uh, just a, a desire for too much money or anything that's really outside of uh, the will of God. That's what we would call uh, lust. Anything that you are chasing that is uh, that you want within your flesh uh, that's not the Lord uh, is something that you can lust after. Uh, and it has the it can really control you uh, if you let it and that's and that's what happened with me if you've heard my story um, so it actually absolutely sucks uh, and that's what we get to actually work on tackling today it's like well how do I recognize where lust is in my life and, and how can I get rid of it so I'm pumped man yeah bars and for the for you guys listening also know that the focus of this episode and he's right that lust stems into many different things in yeah. life it can be money it can be you know whatever other people's possessions but for this case we're going to talk more about sexual desires and lust and so we're going to stay on that topic yeah. for today because we feel like most of people listening uh, and just through the dms that i get that that seems to be the most you know paramount thing but with sure. this being what's the word podcast i want to jump into the scripture uh, in second samuel 13 it recounts a tragic story of like lustful thoughts turning into wicked actions and so this is king david's son uh amnon and if you've heard it's just a crazy story but he was overrun with these lustful thoughts and i really encourage you to check out the scripture because it does paint an incredible picture of how horrible it can take you that he was so overcome with lustful thoughts that he eventually committed the horrific act of raping his sister and Tamar and discarded her really like a piece of garbage. And so it just goes to show that like someone like King David's son, someone who really wasn't far off, like King David was a man of God, but someone who wasn't far off, like the beaten path that God had for them just became so overcome with this wicked desire and this horrible temptation to, you know, engage in sexual activity outside the context that he was meant for. And it resulted in some terrible things. We obviously know even with King David, you know, he engaged in adultery with Bathsheba and, you know, eventually committed murder over it. Like lust leads us to many horrible places, horrible spots in our life. Right. And so it's important that we show some biblical examples of that because, you know, 
this has been around for a long time. Like yeah, Lust yeah. isn't new. It's, it's not, no, not even it's, a little bit. It's not a new invention. It's something that people have been struggling with for years and years and thousands of years. And so with that said, I want to jump into some practical things, and I'd love to get Nick's thoughts on. It's not really a list, but just maybe some things along the way that we've both seen that have helped us in our journey, and we've seen help others, and hopefully will help you guys as you listen. So number one, I think, when it comes to how to win the war against lust is, first and foremost, you have to hate the sin. I think the reason that myself and Nick, I'd love to get your thoughts on this too. Yeah. The reason many people can't break the cycle of lust is because they like it. Yeah. And I could totally. say the same thing for me. Like the reason that I couldn't for a long time break the the cycle of lust because I enjoyed it. And at one point someone has to come to grips with the fact that God is that God has already come to grips with and see it in the same perspective and be like, yeah. This sin is horrible. This is a detriment to my life. There's no good things about this. Like the pleasure does not outweigh the pain. For sure. And come to the point of like you have to understand the problem with pornography. You have to understand the issues with premarital sex and masturbation, all that stuff. And so Nick, what's your thoughts on like hating sin? Like the first step being like, I got to come to grips with this. issue. Yeah. 100%. Uh, I think the most important thing is to recognize what you are actually up against. Uh, for so long, we talked through my testimony that one time I was on the podcast and, uh, I just, I got so comfortable uh, with the desires of my flesh and pleasing yourself, uh, can in this instance is synonymous with pleasing the enemy. Uh, and that's not something you really wrap your mind around until you see the full extent of where that sin gets you. Um, so you got to recognize like the devil, uh, is at play here. Uh, and when, when you can recognize that like, dude, this is not just from me, but it, it's actually from the world. Uh, and the devil has a lot of, uh, freedom here in the world to tempt us as he pleases. Uh, and when we can recognize that we're actually up against the devil, it just brings so much more, uh, into how we fight and how we can win this battle. And, and a lot of times people don't recognize that until they see exactly what that sin gets them. Uh, yeah. And we talked through that on my, my other app. So absolutely. And I, we talked about last week too, or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago that the devil is in the business of making significant things yeah. like sin seem yeah. very insignificant. Absolutely. Making us have the mindset right up. Well, you know, everybody's doing that or, you know, everybody has, for sure. you know, I'm not, I'm not going all the way. Like I'm not having, you know, full on sex. Or I'm not wanting to have full on sex. Maybe it's just oral stuff or maybe it's just, another, or maybe I'm just watching pornography in my room, not hurting yeah. anybody doing this, whatever it may sure. be. And we discussed that on your episode too of, yeah. Like the devil is really good. Satan is super good at making things that are big seem small and things that are significant seem very insignificant. So that way we feel like, well, maybe I don't need to take the vigilant that I, the vigilance that I need to, to eliminate this from my life. Right. Yeah. And it gets us to a point of where we're lukewarm, but we don't hate the sin. We're just kind of like, mm, I kind of don't like it. You yeah. know, it's a, it's a part of me that needs improving. It's like, no, it's a part of you that needs killing. Yeah. It needs to go. 100%. It needs to die. Yeah. Because, or you will. Or you will face the yeah. consequences sure. of what it looks like to be a lustful person and you know, deal with that. So, Nick, that's what I have for number one. What other tips do you maybe have for when it comes to winning the war against lust? Yeah, so one of the things, I mean, we were kind of hitting all around this idea, uh, but the battle uh, for Christ and against your flesh uh, is, is one that's a spiritual battle. And, and you're never going to win uh, a spiritual battle at the power of your own hand. Um, so, so we have these spiritual tools, obviously, that God has given us, uh, one of those being the Word of God. Um, for me, uh, what really shifted everything aside from accountability uh, was my one-on-one time with the Lord, praying to Him, uh, just really exposing to Him and confessing uh, who I am, uh, and then reading through Scripture uh, and memorizing it, being able to use it uh, at my defense. Uh, 
uh, just as Jesus does when he's tempted in the desert for the 40 days. It's like when Jesus was, uh, when he was fasted for 40 days and the devil uh, came to tempt him, his, his one defense that he had uh, was the word of God. And if we're not using these spiritual tools like uh, prayer and the word of God to fight this spiritual battle, and instead you're like, you know what? No, I'm just going to be stronger today. I'm just going to to grab a hold of my fists and I'm going to, they're, they're going to, you know, like I'm, I'm just, I'm good. Like I can, I can muster through this. And then again, you don't, uh, and, and you have to realize like, man, this is, there's something deeper going on here. It's a deeper issue. So you have to fight with those deeper spiritual tools that we have at our disposal. We just have to use them. Yeah, and I want to be super practical here. So when we talk about meditating, yeah. using the Word of God in your, For sure. you know, in your battle plan against lust, what do you mean by that? Like, what does your daily quiet time look like in that regard? Like, what, yeah. what would you do in that case? Totally. Uh, so, so one of my favorite things I like to do for quiet time uh, is actually just sit under really good teaching <laughs> and, and actually listen to other people's podcasts uh, and get into the Word myself. Like, uh, one of my favorite verses is to flee sexual immorality. Uh, flee it. Do not try and fight it, uh, but flee it. Uh, but my personal quiet time looks more like uh, hitting around a topic that I know for sure I'm struggling with, uh, learning a verse that applies to the situation that I'm in, uh, and then repeating it to myself throughout that day and praying it back to God and saying, hey, Father, God, I, I know that I'm not strong enough to handle this on my own. Even you have guided me uh, to flee from this thing. Help me flee it. Help me help me recognize it and run from it. So, it, I mean, for me, practically, uh, find verses, scripture that apply exactly to your situation, uh, begin to memorize them and apply them and pray them back to God. That's what prayer is all about. Yeah, and that's powerful too. You know, it goes along with maintaining a holy mindset, right? For sure. This idea of memorizing and meditating on scripture is also a good way to avoid those lustful thoughts. It talks about, I think, in Romans 12, 1 through 2, yeah. this idea of, you know, Growing close to God, transforming our minds, renewing our minds for the glory of God. And that's what it really, really what it takes because right now our mind is messed up and it takes scripture to get it back to the point to where God would have us to be. And so a couple of other things with that too is, you know, keeping worship music playing in our ears also focuses sure. our minds on what, what is good, pure and beautiful. You know, a lot of times music can mess us up too. You know, I'm, I listen to probably some ratchet music along the way and I, even I know is those lyrics sometimes don't lead me to a good place. Yeah. And it's important for me to make sure that what goes in my mind is going to come out of my actions. And cool. so you're right, maintaining a meditation, you know, discipline on scripture, music, sure. all that stuff, maintaining a holy mindset. I think another thing too, along with that is starving the temptation, starving sure. the temptation. And so, you know, one thing that you did that I thought was really cool was I remember in your in your struggle with porn you gave other people your passwords yeah, like to your yeah. app stores and stuff like that. Right. Like yeah. You, I, I still do not have access to my app store. Um, I actually like you guys, I don't, I don't know if you know for me, uh, the way that I would view pornography required, uh, for me to have the app store on my phone. It was the way that I, that I had been getting away with it. I would download a separate app, use it and then delete it. Um, so what I did was I just locked the app store to my phone and put obviously parental controls on the already existing software that's on my phone, like Safari. Um, so to, to this day, uh, now Joey has my uh, password to my app store, actually. But um, yeah. Joey is his wife, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Joey's my wife. Uh, <laughs> she rocks. Uh, yeah. She supports me so well, so so well. Um, but yeah. with that said, yeah. So there are obviously practical things you can do. Like uh, we know from the word that the word actually tells us to if your eye uh, causes you to sin, then then you should gouge it out. Uh, we know that's a metaphor, right? Because it's like if I gouged out my right eye, then I could just sin with my left one. And if I, if I gouged out both of my eyes, 
then I could still commit sin in my brain. So it's at what what extent do we have to take? Uh, and, and it's really not to gouge out your eye, uh, but to apply any practical thing you can put in place. For me, uh, it's locking up my phone and locking up all my devices. And now I'm on a church phone too, so that helps out a whole lot. Yeah, the fact, yeah. <laughs> the fact that the church can see our phone yeah, helps a little bit. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good too. You know, it, it all goes along with that. Starving the temptation, making things difficult to get to, totally. right? I mean, yeah. think about it, man. If you're and gouging out your right eye, I know is a little extreme, oh, whatever sure. maybe. Yeah. But I mean, look, if you're always viewing pornography on your phone right before you get right before you go to bed, then probably let your phone charge in another room. Yeah. You know, if you're on your laptop, whatever, put those parental controls on it. Maybe give somebody totally. else the passwords to, you know, whatever site you're able to log into and do those types of things, right? Starving the temptation. Yeah. James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits, which is an incredible book, talks about this idea of making good habits easy and bad habits hard. And yeah, you know, that's, that's a good if pornography is the bad habit, we want to make it very difficult. And if, you know, being pure is, you know, is the good habit, then we want to make that incredibly easy for us. And so starve the temp- temptation. And not a lot of people do that. And so sure. that's honestly a pretty practical step most people can take. Nick, what else you got? What's another thing that you would give the people? Yeah. Uh, well, just to emphasize that a little bit more, like we're called to, to, uh, present ourselves as a holy and living sacrifice um, to God. And again, if we haven't emphasized how bad this thing is uh, enough, like, man, to whatever extent you need to go to, to remove it, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Simple as that. Um, but, but to move on, I, the next tip I would give somebody, um, would be to replace like, so, uh, nothing, there's a quote that I actually found. It says, there's nothing more expulsive, uh, than a new affection, nothing more expulsive than a new affection. Uh, if you can replace uh, all the desire that you have uh, for pornography, for lust, for, for, for whatever it is, if you can take that desire and take that energy you've put into that and, and put it into something new, uh, th- and then that's going to be an avenue you can take. So when that temptation comes, you'll be like, uh, for me, it was uh, surfing in the gym. So for example, uh, temptation would, would pop up with some certain time, be like, immediately I'd flip that switch, say, nope, I'm going to pray to God. I'm going to leave. I'm going to go to the gym. <laughs> And that's what I would do. And I, and I, I just, I changed, uh, that inner, all of that stored, like potential energy, uh, you turn it into kinetic energy. Uh, if you're, if you're pleasing yourself in that way or whatever, but instead, uh, you can take that potential energy and turn it into kinetic energy for something else. Yeah. Uh, so, so really important. You got to replace it. Uh, whatever you have uh, going on, whatever you like to do, or even if it's something you don't like to do yet, try it out, try and replace that, yeah. replace that habit with something else bars and this goes into a lot of things you know i think right now we're dancing around maybe pornography but it goes into a lot of things man like totally not just when you're by yourself you know really want to watch pornography because you're bored you know tired stressed whatever but also when it comes to you know if you had a girlfriend or a boyfriend significant other and you know you're just in the spot you're like man i really would like to you know have sex or whatever it may be you know having that same mindset too of okay we need to it talks about in scripture like flee Flee from sexual immorality because it knows that you're not going to defeat sexual immorality. You just need to run from it. And so that comes down to pornography, but that also comes down to when you're with your significant other. I mean, dude, if you have a problem having sex with your significant other, why would you ever lay down on the same bed as them? Why would you ever be alone with them? Why would you ever be in a compromising spot in which it's possible for you to engage in sin? Like, make it hard. Make it difficult. Find something. Do something else. Set up a different environment that is more conducive for your success in regards to honoring God in your actions, yeah. right? Um, and take it very seriously. Remember, hate the sin. But another th- another thing that I'd love to mention with this too is battle temptation with prayer 
battle temptation with prayer. Prayer is a difference between what you can do and what God can do always. And a lot of times we're like, well, I'll take it into my own hands. Like I can muster up the discipline and the diligence to break the sin cycle of my life. And the reality is, no, you cannot. Like people forget often about the sanctification power of the Holy Spirit in our life. And prayer is like the jumpstart to that. Like it really gets it going and you'll find that your convictions can be renewed and where you were callous. Now you're convicted and where you were kind of like, you know, it's not a big deal. Now you're re-energized to, you know, get this in out of your life when you go to God in prayer. And I would recommend that. Like if you have a quiet time, go to God in prayer every single day, ask him, God, please renew my mind, renew the convictions in my heart to honor Christ and everything I do, including my sexuality and everything that I do and help me fight this sin. Nick, what are your thoughts on that? 100%. Um, just to, to tag on to that, um, today we were actually reading in John 1, uh, and it said, uh, through Moses came the law, but through Jesus Christ came grace and truth. Um, and that, that verse is just so, so powerful uh, because Jesus has given us, Jesus lived the life uh, that we couldn't live so that we can now uh, live a life that he's qualified us to live. Um, there's, no, there's no way we can do this. There's no way you're going to win. There's no way you're going to be strong enough uh, unless you have the grace and truth of Jesus Christ and what he's done for you. Um, so I talked about that new affection. Man, let me let me tell you about a new affection. His name is Jesus. Yep. Pour yourself into him. Let him pour your, pour himself out uh, to you and let him live through you. He has given you the grace you need to be forgiven uh, and to sus- be sustained by him. And he's given you the truth of his word uh, that is at your disposal to use. Uh, and without the knowledge of that word, uh, we're going to remain enslaved in sin. So true. And I think even going back to the previous point when it comes to maintaining that holy mindset of... yeah. Oftentimes, if you run to what's in front of you, which is Jesus Christ, you will escape what's behind you, and that's your sexual bondage. Absolutely. And so a lot of times people are like, well, I got to shake off all this stuff so I can have a good relationship with God. And the reality is, no, you don't. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for you. And while we were yet sinners, Christ has sanctification, and and he wants to sustain you right now in the midst of that. And so just know like as you move towards God, as you cultivate a good quiet time, as you engage in prayer, as you go to church, and as you do all of these actions that honor God, you will naturally escape what's behind you. Now, don't hear me wrong. You need to be diligent in escaping what's behind you. You need to put these things, start with temptation, make it, make the habit hard, all that stuff, hate the sin. But just know naturally, if you move towards Jesus, you will escape the sin that dishonors him behind you. But I want to get, I want to get to the last one. Probably the most important one. I talk about it every single episode in some way, shape or form. It is this engage in Christian accountability, Mm -hmm. engage in Christian accountability, Mm -hmm. meaning the battle against lust is often lost in isolation. The battle against lust is often lost in in isolation, but the war is winnable if we work together. For sure. One of the greatest sanctification processes God uses are his people or other Christian people in your small group, in your church, yeah. in your family, whatever that may be. You need people to support you and keep you accountable. Nick, what are your thoughts on Christian yeah. accountability? Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're trapped in this sin, I know, I know we're going a little long, so I'll, I'll be quick, I promise. Uh, but if you are trapped in, in something like lust uh, that, and it's just controlling your life, let me, let me give you just one piece of advice. Uh, tell again, just one person, but, but more importantly, uh, the body of Christ, the church is waiting for you with open arms. Uh, people who have battled things like this are all around you. 
Um, it's really, really easy to go to church uh, and never tell a single person what you're dealing with. And I know because I did that for a really long time. Uh, but it wasn't until that I actually opened up to someone at my home church in Pensacola, whenever all this was going down in my life, uh, that I began to actually find a freedom in it. It was about the same time that, that Jesus Christ himself really moved in my life. Um, but with that said, go to church and be honest there. If you're not going to be honest there, there's there's nothing. You're going to remain enslaved until that sin is exposed, until the light of who God is touches it. It's going to remain in the darkness, and we can't let that happen any longer. You can't let that happen any longer. Absolutely. You will lose in isolation, but the war is winnable when you work together. And so, guys, thank yeah. you all so much for listening today. Nick, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, and, guys, thanks for listening to another week of the podcast, and we will see you all again next week. Peace out. Yeah, boy. I hope this episode helped you out and provided you tons of clarity and encouragement. If so, I'd greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review and also share this show on your social media. It helps more than you know. Until next time.